1: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Lovesport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Lovesport Radio on Twitter.
0: It's the West Ham Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, and he's gone. After all of that drama, all of that wind-up, which started back in January... You're finally shot of Marco Arnautovic. Good news, bad
2: news. Pleased to see the back of him.
3: Go on, James. I'm, mo- <laughs> I'm more pleased, to be honest, that we're back together. I was going to say, be honest. I mean,
2: before we get before we get into rant mode, it's nice to have the gang back together. It's uh, it's good to have you. Back, Will.
3: It's been two weeks, two long weeks.
0: Two weeks. You've out- forgotten, by the way, that when the band wasn't back together, he was here
2: calling you Deadwood live on the radio. Yeah, yeah I've forgiven him for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, to be fair, I'd, I'd actually
2: forgotten until that very moment you just mentioned it, but I've forgiven for that. But you know, just I've got over Glastonbury.
3: Just about, yeah. I think yesterday was the first time I started feeling a little bit more normal again. Good. And uh, yeah, just a tirade of transfer news to get me back into the, into the real world. But, nice. Yeah, now I've missed you, James. You know, I've Missed you really, no, Deadwood or not? <laughs> Thanks, mate.
2: Thanks, mate. Okay, rant mode. Right, uh, I'm I'm delighted that Arnie's gone. Uh, you know, I'm not even gonna call him Arnie anymore. I won't give him the I won't give him the satisfaction of me giving him a nickname. On uh, Outerich, he's gone, and I'm pleased about it because the last thing West Ham needed in this in this transitional period, which I, th- I still think it is a trans- transitional period, and the Pellegriani, who's last uh, director of football. Um, and you know we played some good football last year uh, with a new stadium, finally feeling as if it's beginning to feel a little bit like home. And then you've got a player like that who's throwing his toys out the pram because he wants to go to China. Um, his brother, who was a was a real a real bad influence on on the whole thing, uh, but to give him a pay rise in January and him to say I'm back and then not score for five months and then score three in these last two and then leave. I mean, who do you think we are? I mean, I want I want players to play for West Ham United to show a little bit more respect. Like, if you want to leave, okay, say say to the owners, like Chicharito's done at the moment. He's gone, I'd quite like to leave. Um, you know, I feel as if my time is done. But if I end up staying, I'm happy about it. And he's he's not forced to move. He's gone. It looks like he's going to stay. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. But it looks like he's ending up staying for another year. That is the behaviour that you want to see from, from a player that sh- should know better than that, really. And I've just I've I washed my hands of him.
3: You know what? And this whole situation, I've been semi-pragmatic about Arnautovic because, And for the simple reason that he's put the ball in the net for the majority of time he's been at the club. That's And we've had so many players before. I'm talking Di Michele, I'm talking Elan, Kepa Blanco, Gokhan, Torre, Faguli. Was good, I liked him. We've had so many players who've pulled on a West Ham shirt and have deserved to get paid absolutely nothing. Whereas Arnautovic, all right, you know, he's not the... We, we also knew what we were getting. We knew what we were getting. That's how he came to us. It feels a little bit like when you start going out with someone who's cheated on someone else to be with you and then you're surprised when they do the same thing to you. So there is a little bit of that. (laughs) But on the whole, he put the ball in the net for the most of the time he went to West Ham. However, I do agree, even for me, pragmatic William Pugh over here, the stuff after January, getting the extra money and then saying, oh, I'm back, and then just doing it again in the summer. That's even too much for me, to be
0: honest. Well, one man who was rather more popular when pulling on a West Ham shirt was Martin Allen, Love Sports' very own, who I'm delighted to say joins us on the line now. Evening, Martin. Thanks for joining us. What's your take on Arnaltovich? If you were West Ham gaffer, would you have been driving him to China yourself?
1: Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, God. I saw him play, um, what, 18 months ago, and I thought, oh, my God, what an amazing player. He was one of the best players I've ever seen in a West Ham shirt. He was amazing. He was fearless. He was leading that team, playing centre-forward under David Moyes. He was outstanding. And then all these things come up about a Chinese takeaway, and (laughs) all of a sudden... All of a sudden, his game, it was like a completely different person, a completely different player. He was lost. He lost interest in everything. And the crowd rightly turned on him. The manager would have been absolutely tearing his hair out and his teammates would have been absolutely livid with him. This deal is the best thing that could possibly happen to get him out of the door early, to give West Ham a chance to early get in and get a replacement of a positive replacement in—that's an ambulance, not a police. Car. I was about to say that. <laughs> Finally catching
0: up with you, Martin.
1: <laughs> no, um, yeah, I've just hiding under my car, Martin. No, uh, no, the best thing to happen is to get shot of him,
3: Martin. I totally agree with you. He's obviously a bad egg, and he has been for some time, probably since the. January thing, and whilst I do think that in any profession, if if someone offers you four times as much money to go and do the same thing for probably less pressure, then, you know, I I, I think no problem at all turning your head. Do you, have you got any, is there any part of you that thinks because, like you said then, he was one of the best players you've ever seen in a West Ham shirt, because he did do that for, I would say the majority of the time that he pulled on a West Ham shirt, alright, it's not ended well at all, but because of what he did in a West Ham shirt for so long, and he did actually try for a lot of games, and he did put the ball in the net, and he was our, by far our best player for some time when no one else yeah. was doing anything. Do you think that buys him a little bit of more favour with you, or not so much?
1: No. No, I, don't, I think the way he's conducted himself and the way he's behaved and sulked. And uh, no, I don't, I don't agree that. I, I, if Zaha doesn't get his move from Crystal Palace that he wants to Arsenal, I I can fully expect Wilfred Zaha will give 110% to Crystal Palace and he will run himself into the ground and he will do everything he can to get wins for Crystal Palace.
2: Yeah, yeah, fully agree. The it
1: quest... and and he would give nothing.
0: No, I think you're he right. He would give nothing. Well, he did, absolutely, towards the end of last year. Do West Ham now need another striker, or can you rely on Chicarito?
1: No. He's a goal scorer. In the last, He plays in the last final third. He's not, uh, not going to win your games and play in a good team.
3: Or win any headers. He's
1: that sub that you put on and uh, he'll nick you a goal when you're dominating a game. When it's 1-1 with 15 minutes to go, you put him on and he'll get you a goal. He's not the centre-forward. He wasn't at Manchester United. He's one of them that comes on and does his little bit when he needs to. He's not your reliable centre-forward. If I was them at West Ham, I'd go for that Diego Costa at Atletico Madrid mm. and get him back to London and let, let that warrior out into the London stadium and let him lead the line. I would love him to be going to West Ham. He's always going to be in trouble, but even if it's a good year for him,
2: yeah lot of him back <laughs> but Martin, what do you think of the way that um West Ham have have dealt with the departure of Arnautovic i mean i said i said on uh, on this show last week that you know it's, it's about time that West Ham stopped going for these players that have the have the potential to to really turn their back on the club and and, and show a lot of disrespect as Arnautovic has done as Payet did a couple of years ago um how do you? i mean the club was quite brutal in the... Uh, in the, the statement they put out, didn't wish him good luck, which they they tend to do quite professionally with other players that leave. Uh, how do you think the club's dealt with this? Because the club has come under a lot of pressure and a lot of stick over the last few years in terms of their transfer dealings.
1: Well, it was um, it was a brutal statement, but I don't think the player would be one bit bothered. No. <laughs> I totally I think, agree. Uh, Definitely not. Uh, I think it uh, fitted in really to the supporters' point of view and. I think the supporters realise how uh, unhappy the, uh, the, the owners and the manager are with his, uh, the way he's conducted himself and looked after himself. It's, it's just appalling. It's appalling mm. uh, what he's done. Um, but for me, it's draw the line under him now. And the most important topic of conversation wouldn't be what the statement was like. The important topic of conversation is who's going to take his place. Who's coming in? Because we do need someone quick.
0: Absolutely. And it's got
1: to be a good one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got to be a good one. It's got to be a top one. Martin, thanks ever so much for your time. Lovely to chat to you. Martin Allen there, loved by all at West Ham, which is not something we can say about Marco Arnautovic. What happens now? He's gone. We're we're washing our hands of him. Where do you go?
3: I think that's that's the thing now. It's so refreshing. It's just, it's, it's done. It's behind him, or oh, it's behind us. And I think the club, I, I saw, we'll, we'll touch on it a bit later on, the squad announcement for the trip to China and who's gone out there. And honestly, we, it, we, it was funny because they threw a load of midfielders into the attacking positions to make it look like <laughs> we've actually got someone to play up front. But on the on the whole, that is an outstanding squad we've got there. It is if a strong you just squad. if you just bin all the centre forwards off, so I think because of that, you know, there's still a lot of time left to go in the window, and it is easy. I was saying to James before the show that this has fallen at a bad time for someone with my West Ham United temperament, in that. I try and look at the bigger picture and step back and try and not go with the roller coaster of up and down emotions that is the transfer window or any week being a West Ham fan. But I just think we've we've got such a decent squad there. If we can bag two decent strikers and it doesn't need to be two and they do both need to be ready and willing to lead a Premier League top half team's forward line every week. We need that, but if we've got that we are in the best position our club has been in, in my opinion, for
2: decades. No, I think we are. And you know, I don't disagree with you. I think if you look on paper, and I mean, I, I thought the exact same thing when I looked at that squad list to uh going over to China. Um, I'm surprised just for Bantle, they didn't put on outreach on there because he's on his way <laughs> over there as well. Just stick him on there. You know, you've got to fill a few gaps for the forwards, you know, stick him in. Um, but no, on paper, it, it is a really good squad. Okay, we're a little bit light out front at the moment, but... As I said to you before the show, Will, that there's a lot of goals in that midfield. You know, Fornau's got goals. And we saw him for Spain down the €21 in the summer. And he's done it for Villarreal. Um, You know, Lanzini can, can net 10 a season, you know, when he's on his game. Noble gets at least five penalties, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, and Declan Rice will pop up with the odd header every night. Yarmolenko's back Anderson, fit now. Anderson, Antonio. Anderson, yep. Antonio, Snodgrass. They're all goal scorers. They're all goal scoring midfielders, barring Rice, but you know, it, it will nick one or two. Um, so we've got goals. We just need someone in the box who can who can put the ball away when we put it in there. And, and for me, I mean, the big one, I, I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit more later, but Chicharito getting that number nine shirt today. And him saying it's like you know, look at me like a new signing. For me, that's a statement. For me, that that's a way of him going, you know, I'm not leaving this summer, and I want to help this. I want to help this football club, and I think that's a really, really positive thing to look at.
3: No, that's that's him going. Oh, I've just had a baby actually, and it's going to be a right aggravation for me to move house. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll have number nine, but end, end I'll, I'll, the st- cynic, I'll stay yeah. Honestly, the, I mean, we will cover Hernandez a bit later on, but the reaction on Twitter to that and some people saying, oh, he doesn't become a bad striker overnight. I can't hack it, but sorry, Johnny.
0: No, that's all right. I was going to ask a question, which we'll save for later in the show, which is it was interesting to hear Martin Allen's response to Chikorito. No, he's a goal scorer. He plays the last third of the game. He's not going to win you matches. He's got this perception as a poacher, as a super sub, but I don't see why he couldn't start games. We'll come on to that later in the show. And coming up, you're after a replacement. You're after Maxi Gomez. He's dangerous. He's Uruguayan. But he's walking in the mountains and no one's got his phone number. See you in a bit.
2: This
0: is Love Sport. With Arnautovic gone, West Ham have identified a potential replacement. He's called Maxi Gomez. Plays for Celta Vigo, plays for the Uruguay national team. He's dangerous in front of goal, quick, strong, but he's currently hiking in the Uruguayan mountains and is apparently without phone signal, which is making it very, very easy for Valencia, Barcelona and West Ham to fight over his signing. First of all... Do we believe that that's where he is? Nah,
3: this is it's all a ploy, Johnny. I mean, he's having been to the Uruguayan mountains myself. I can confirm that the signal was absolutely fine. <laughs> Therefore, the only conclusion I can logically draw is that he's having second thoughts about going to Valencia. He's using the lack of signal as an excuse because, really, who's been to Uruguay these days? Mm. He's just sitting there talking to his mates and going, "You know what? Actually, look, have you seen the..." Team list they sent out for their squad to China. I'm, I'm walking into that team. Yeah, every his week.
0: signal's actually so good that he's streaming <laughs> West Ham highlights from last year for in 1080p.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I think he's doing that. And therefore, I think he's having a little bit of a change of heart. If only that were actually true, though.
2: See, I've got a different take on this. I've got a different take naturally. Mm. We, yeah, we never, agree, do we yeah, never yeah. agree. So I, I'm not even bothered. Bothered? <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't care. A face. Face yeah, bothered he's bothered <laughs> Like I don't Like let's, let's Let's have it right We we didn't know Who this guy was s- Seven months ago We didn't know Who he was Until we got linked with him in January And we were like Oh this guy Plays in Spain Scores a few goals For Cerro Must be good Everyone goes Oh he's the new Suarez The new Suarez Must yep. be good Oh he's got to be brilliant Scored a goal Against Barcelona once Must be good Like come on like he's not a massive name. He didn't I don't think he played a minute for Uruguay in the Copa America. Or even if, if he did he he was a bench player. Like this this is I I am convinced now that we may have missed a we may have just dodged a bullet here. I know it's conjecture. I know that we you know, we don't really know. He might rock up at Valencia and bang in thirty goals and we'll be will be ruining our opportunity. But I know I, I genuinely think that this isn't as bad as we, we, we think it is. Okay, it's gone on a little bit too long and I'm a little bit annoyed about how this whole saga's gone on a little bit too long because we've now only got a month to bring in another striker. Apparently news is broken today that we might have found that striker already in Sebastian Haller. But like it's it's taken way too long for us to haggle over a release clause and how we pay that money back and knowing that the league I want a full release clause is in their terms and conditions. It's the way they run their league. Um, and we've we've we potentially have missed the boat bearing in okay, mind we are
3: interested in January as well
2: weren't we they knew that we were going to come back from him this yeah month. that's it yeah. they knew um, and they had six months really to get a deal in place um, I know that there was um and an R and okay if they go down his his, his release clause cuts in half they, they stayed up he helped them do that they wanted the 45 million quid but the way I see it is just pay the forty five million quid, pay it out front. You're telling me a Premier League football club hasn't got forty five million quid up front, it's just lying about in the back in the back in the sofa. We look, we get under ninety million pounds a year in Sky Money. All like, right, all we've right. We've got enough all money right. to pay
0: for it. Okay, you're very, very wealthy. With that in mind, did you get a bit annoyed by the club going, You can have the money but in ten P instalments over a
2: ten thousand year point. period? That's, that's my exact exact was a point, bit Arsen venger. That's my exact point. We've got the money to pay it for. Everyone goes, "Oh, we only got 30 million pounds to spend this summer." No, that's rubbish. We've got more money than that. We're a Premier League football club. We have been what for the last what 6, 7 years we've been in the Premier League. We've got all that Sky money. We've got all that TV money to be able to throw Look, if Wolves can do it, we can do it. We have got um, to pay
3: 2 million quid for the stadium rent like, every year, remember? Yeah,
2: I mean, exactly if anything we've got more money than most other clubs. Like we can pay that money up front. But for some reason we we've haggled and it's cost us a striker. A lot of people are seeing it it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. We we didn't know anything about this guy seven or eight months ago, and now we're we're you know we're annoyed that we haven't signed him. Let's move on to the next player, Sebastian Hallard, next West Ham legend.
3: I must just quickly say though, I. So on the whole I do agree with what you're saying. At least the club matched the valuation in the end and there is a bit of, of ship The Four Nails deal is one in instalments as well. We got to remember that. So these these it's deals the way do clubs happen. do business these Yeah, days, exactly. Yeah, so I don't think you can be too hard on the club for attempting to get the
2: best deal including the payment structure that they can. You can attempt it, but when you realize that it's not going to work, you just got paid the money. Just pay the money. But they
3: they did, didn't they? To be fair, they eventually said that maybe it's a little bit too late and we might have lost out on him. But, you know, what at the end of the day it still looks like it's going to come down to Gomez's decision. We 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 got our hat in the ring eventually didn't we but tweet of the week that i've uh, that i read this week was a tweet from a west ham fan just saying after with the instalment news saying right i'm just nipping down to the club store now to buy my 60 pound replica shirt for the season and i'm going to pay a fiver a month from now until next july <laughs>
2: Uh, fair play. Yeah,
3: I, I don't think they accepted it though. So well, that
0: is a good point, isn't it? Because if you walked into the club shop and said, all right, lads, call it a fiver a month, they would go, no, that's the price tag. And that's all Celta Vigra have done. When he's got a release clause going, we'll give you that amount, but in four years' time, it's very much not how it works.
2: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people are forgetting now that if, if he does end up at Valencia, um, apparently we offered him... X amount a week. I don't know what the, the actual figure was, but it was 20 grand more a week than what Valencia were offering. Um, and he's gone, do you know what? I'd rather stay in Spain. Um, so and play we, Champions League. And play Champions League football for 20 grand less a week. And when I heard that, and when I read that that report, I thought, well, okay, we, we can moan about the club taking too long to get a deal over the line as as, as much as we want. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's always down to the player. Any transfer deal in the world is always down to the player. Um and he's gone, oh, I don't really care about the money. I want to stay in Spain. I'm settled in Spain. The lifestyle in Spain is definitely... I mean, where would you rather be, Valencia or Stratford? Like Stratford, Stratford honestly, of course. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I love London, but I'd rather be in Valencia. That
3: stadium is the Valencia Stadium, the Mestalla as well. It's an iconic stadium exactly. in Spain, and
2: isn't it? And I don't blame him for going... Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm being offered a, lot, a life-changing amount of money anyway. An extra 20 grand a week isn't going to make that much of a difference. I'd rather play in Valencia, in the Champions League, for a little bit less money, and I don't have to really move anywhere. Um, and so I understand it, and I respect that decision. Um, I, I would have respected him more if he had picked West Ham for more money, but <laughs> that's the way it goes, isn't it, really? Um, so we, we can moan about the club taking too long over it, but really, when all's said and done, it's down to the player. He's picked Valencia. Good luck to him. I hope he doesn't ever score another goal.
3: But at this stage, it's still not done, is it? It's the, it's still it, not done. no income paper yet, and you know what's He like might just rock
2: up out of nowhere. Maybe that's where he is. He's in Stratford. <laughs> He's got lost in Westfield.
3: <laughs> you get loads of phone signal there.
2: Yeah, I mean it's easy <laughs> to get lost in, Strat- in in Westfield. So maybe that's where he is.
0: Will you be upset if Gomez isn't the man you get?
2: No,
3: no. I just know. I just what, I don't. Couldn't care less what the name on the back of the shirt is. I just want someone who a will put the ball in the net. But more importantly, and you mentioned it earlier, James, about the goal scoring midfielders we've got. What's so important from a tactical point of view is that we have someone up front, i.e. not Hernandez, who teams and defenders and defensive midfield players in our opposition have to worry about because that's what opens up the space for these players, isn't it? I'm telling you, Dimitri Payet and Manuel Lanzini in that last season at Upton Park would have been nothing if it wasn't for Sacco running the opposition defenders into the channels left, right and centre, giving them something to worry about, knowing that actually we can't just... Forget about the centre forward and focus on Payet and Lanzini. We've still got to worry about him because if Sacco gets the ball within anywhere near the eighteen yard box, he slots it in the bottom corner, mm. and that is vital. and And that's you know people say about Hernandez all the time.
2: It that's the, I was say, that's so the route Could play next year? No,
3: I, I completely disagree. He's nowhere near mobile enough. He wins no headers whatsoever. He is a classic poacher striker, and that is fine when he was playing in a Man United team or a Real Madrid team. Who have got ten other outstanding players on the field, but the, and he's also playing up front with alongside someone and chances are being created time and time again. The, those players and our players that we've got, Anderson and Lanzini, yeah, Snodgrass to an extent, but Yarmolenko more so. They're going to flourish. If they've uh, they've got more time and space in the middle of the pitch, and with someone up front who's running defenders around and winning headers and worrying them on all fronts, not just if the ball's pinging around in the six yard box, that's going to be what really unlocks defenses and gets the most out of our team.
0: So, how likely is it that West Ham don't sign any strikers at all?
3: Oh, nine out of ten. <laughs> Do you know
2: what? I mean? Before we came on air, a couple of hours before we came on air, it's been it's been announced that or been revealed. As it were, that we've 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 apparently come close to signing this Sebastian Haller at Frankfurt, who you know scored at least ten goals a season in his last five years. Um, seems to be pretty good. Again, similar situation to Gomez. No one really knows what he's all about unless you're a you're a German football expert and you know all about you know the German strike uh, sort of strikers in playing in the Bundesliga. You're not going to know much about him. Um, Apparently we're going to buy him for forty million quid, and it's all going to be done and dusted in the next few days, and it's all brilliant. So, even if that's if it's not him, uh, I still think we'll sign a striker because the way the way things are going, Hugo not gone to China with the squad, so he sounds like he's off. He's done. Isn't um, he? He's not. Chicharito's got, got his new squad number, says He's a new signing, so he's definitely staying. <laughs> um, so, but we can't go into a season just with one striker. Um, I thought well, maybe you could be look at youth, but Zande Silva's not even gone to, to China as well, so that's another one. I know Antonio played a little bit up front last year and everyone got a little bit excited because he scored a couple of goals. Not centre-forward, um, though. But he's not he? centre-forward. I mean, we've got to stop doing this. We've got to stop relying on players like Antonio to fill, fill, fill in the gaps. As Antonio's West Ham career can be summed up by him just filling in the gaps. Mm-hmm. He's performed everywhere, but we can't. Just, it's not fair on him. You can't expect him to do that all the time put him in his strongest position and he'll perform even better. Um, So I I can't imagine this time next month we'll we'll be sitting here moaning that we've not signed another striker. I think at least one, hopefully two, will come in because we've let Carroll go, we've let Perez go, we need to fill those gaps. Um, We need to sort of replenish the squad or at least those positions. But as you said earlier, Will, if if we do bring in these uh, a couple more strikers, good strikers, good quality strikers, the rest of the squad is done yeah, it's fit. 100%. It's, it's ready. So they should be spending the next month just focusing on bringing in a, a marquee striker. I think they need a marquee striker. And then and then a backup. Whether that's... I, I, I don't know. I don't really care who it is as long as it's someone that can can play okay off the bench. Um, and then that's it, really. I think then we're ready. I think we're ready to really push on and, and achieve what we, I think we should be achieving, which is at least top 10. You know, Next year, I'm convinced... Top six is going to be broken. We need to be one of those teams fighting for that top six because there are a lot of teams in that top six that are going to fall out of it next year because they're not ready.
3: You mentioned earlier, didn't you, about Leicester and that Telemann signing for the Leicester
2: signed Taylorman. Wolves look like they're going to get Diego Costa. He's a player. Martin Allen said it earlier. He's a player we should be looking at. Looks like he's going to go to Wolves. They're two teams that are going to be fighting for that top six next year. We need to be with them. Yeah. And the only way we're going to do that is we bring in a marquee striker, another backup striker. The rest of the squad's ready to go for me. Um, and we got the manager, that hundred percent most important thing. Who's playing the right style of football? He had his bending in the season last year. Had a couple of problems. He's ironed those out. Let's go. Let's let's go. But we've got a month to get that that position
0: sorted. West Ham have had quite bad luck when it comes to buying strikers, right? You've had some who've T- clicked, clicked for a while, then haven't. You've had some, like, Maiga who have flat out flopped.
3: Well, whoa, 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 whoa. after his goal, header at Tottenham in the League Cup, never have a bad word said about Madiba Maiga. Other than that, he was abysmal. I'll give you that. Sorry, but
2: John. apart from that, you won't have a bad word <laughs> so to I, say about I won't about have him. a bad word said about him, but I'll say one more bad word about him. Yeah, the, <laughs> the only
0: bad word you're allowed to say about Madiba Maiga is abysmal. But apart from that, <laughs> you can't say any. Are you you worried that even if you sign a maxi gomez you spend 40 something on a big name striker it might not work out because that seems to be what happens at west ham
3: i think there's a the stat i read earlier on and forgive me i think it's we've signed 37 strikers
0: 198 goals in some ludicrous amount of games like over 900
3: but it was 37 strikers since 2010 that's nine years that's, I mean, that's ridiculous, Probably isn't smile. it? And I do agree, but at the same time, if you look at that period of time, we have, we've had Sacco, who, you know, again, attitude problems. But he, I, I honestly, I'm, I care less and less about the attitude stuff these days. I, if someone only wants to buy in for two years and see the club as a step up, happy days. If they can drag the club along with us, because that's what the players have done at Tottenham. You look at Bale, Modric. I'd I'd be more than happy, Ericsson even, I'd be more than happy if we it's had... It's the way
2: they do it though, right?
3: I, I do agree, I do agree, but I, that matters less and less. I just want I want the, my club to be in the best possible position in the league and if obviously you want them to leave nicely and you want to be able to admire them after they've left, but I'd just talk with that Tottenham model, if you like. The reason Tottenham are where they are at the moment is built on the foundation of the money they earn from... Bale and Modric, isn't it? Or, you know that the t- Bale
0: money. To be fair, they
2: wasted. No, they they it. did, but but they had the chance,
3: didn't they? They had the chance to go out and do it rather than just stagnating and trying to go bargain basement all the time.
2: Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, that, that's that's one of the main things that's annoying about the Arnautovic deal because we should have got a lot more money than twenty two and a half million quid for him. Um, and that sort of money how much more
3: honestly do you reckon well
2: you know I I genuinely believe that it could have been Mm. 30-35 he's good enough to to go for that he'd he'd warranted that in terms of his form particularly towards the end of the season when he decided okay I could go in the summer I'll start playing football Um, but you get 30-35 million for him or even the 40 we could have got in January I understand why they didn't sell in January because you know you can't buy anyone in January but to to only get twenty two and a half, that just pays for four now suddenly we're back to square one again I know. I said a minute ago. You know, we've got. You know, we should have enough money to go out and spend forty million quid flat out on a player, and I think I'm pretty sure we do. But I understand also that that's not how businesses work. You've got to balance the books somehow. Uh, financial fair play is a big problem as well. Um, but when you know, when the pressure's on, you've just got to go. You've got to bite the bullet and go for it. Um, it, it annoys me that we, we 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 seem to be a club that never gets the right fee for a player that we sell. Pay it only went for twenty million quid. How on earth did we only sell him for twenty million quid? Because he again, was a fifty million pound player when we sold him. We got twenty million quid. I, do, for him. I don't think he was. I mean, if
0: you factor his age in and all of that, he was a
2: brilliant if player. You, if you look at he had, had, had the best season of his career at West Ham in his first season that last year at Hampton Park. He then. Smashed it for France in the eyes okay he had he had a he had an up and down six months after that up until the, the the following January, but he was still a forty fifty million pound player he'd done enough in that what eighteen months to he'd done enough then to go to for us to go if you want him then but- you pay the money for him. Instead, we've gone. Oh, he wants to go. He's desperate to go. We'll take 20 million quid. No, my- Same thing. We're running out of it. That that's technically we've lost out on 50, 60 million pounds worth of transfer fees on players that have, have basically gone on strike or just forced their way out of at the, the club.
3: But I how they both turned up us, isn't it?
2: We've. It is, especially well, play, no, like they had form, it didn't, didn't, didn't it they? It but he had form
3: for the, he, he it it they, that. He came with
2: that They had to sell him because they were about to go out of business because they they were facing a fine for financial fair play. We only got him for ten million, um, but that was because they were financially in trouble. We 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 were in a position to go nah nah, forty five million minimum or nothing, and instead we've sold him for twenty. Similar thing with Arnautovic. And this is the problem that West Ham have got: is that we we seem to be very very keen on negotiating transfers uh, to bring them down in price when we're trying to buy. When it comes to selling, we're not getting the right fees. We're not bringing in enough money for these players. Um, I reckon we could have got more for for Perez this summer. Um, I reckon we could have got more for Eddie Milsom Fernandez. I think that was about seven million. I reckon we could at least got twelve or fifteen maybe for him. Um, it, it, it's frustrating because you see the likes of Tottenham flogging Gareth Bow to, to Real Madrid for 100 million quid okay he's a different calibre of player but Daniel Levy's just gone if you want him you pay pay what we want for him oh. and we're going we're going okay what are you prepared to pay 5 million alright we'll call it 7 and it's a deal like no 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 no, like, no. let's do business properly this is the market now we are not to pay 40 million pound on a striker don't sell your striker for 20 then let no, right, it's a compl- business
3: so It's uh, it completely different. If Gareth Bale's kicking his toys out the pram, refusing to train and all that stuff. I don't think he was, though, was no, he? that's exactly my point. Saying if he was, Tottenham don't get the money they did for him. And West Ham... They a- still
2: get 70 80 million quid from him. they will him 20.
3: Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Well, they might get 70 or but, but that's yeah. exactly... It's still the same percentage reduction, perhaps, as Arnautovic's price went down with us. Pyatt and Arnautovic both came to the club with that bad boy reputation, right? So it especially the Arnautovic one particularly it's like i don't know why anyone is surprised at all like he came to us in a mercenary fashion and he left us in a mercenary fashion and if he wasn't like that and someone wanted to take him off of our hands when he was more than happy and he wasn't agitating for a move that's when they have to, the clubs pay the big bucks isn't it it's not just as simple as as the club turn around and go no nah we want 40 million for him because the clubs know as the the club trying to buy the players know as do the players themselves that the manager doesn't want that bad egg it's been blatantly clear from this on situation that pellegrini just he was like whatever just go 22 million 20 million whatever just get out of my club i don't want you here and uh, the value that you might lose financially pellegrini is obviously putting way more emphasis on the value of a club and a squad who are all pulling in the same direction, which is the same reason Pyatt had to well, we had to get rid of him as well, because people don't want players like that around the club, do they? They no. want players pulling the right direction. I and players like it. that are worth less, aren't they? I
2: definitely get it, but I don't think that we can we can expect to to be on the same level as the way Tottenham operate until we start negotiating hard over players that we want to sell.
0: Well, the first step in getting to the level that Tottenham operate on is getting a striker, possibly not quite like Harry Kane, but certainly who's going to bang him in on a consistent basis. Coming up is Chicharito, that man. This is love sport. What on think? earth is quinoa? I love that poem. What on earth is quinoa? Bizarre. What on earth is West Ham's attacking lineup looking like? At the moment, it's Chikorito Hernandez and Chikorito Hernandez only. Normally, when you get peas, you get a few. You've got one and he's little. Is he the man to lead it?
3: No. Next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's straightforward. You don't have faith See, in him. Will's really against this, um, and he's not the... Not, Hernandez's biggest fan. And I was just saying off air that at the beginning of the summer, I was convinced he was going to go um, and I was convinced An Outrich was going to stay. We didn't really see that An Outrich thing fo- unfolding until it happened and then suddenly he'd gone. Um, and, you know, we're, we're happy that he has now. But after An went, I was a little bit worried. I was like, if Hernandez goes as well, because he has made it quite clear that he'd be quite happy to leave the club. Um, but if he did stay he wouldn't mind he was quite professional about it which on which could learn a few a few <laughs> things from but I was like if he goes as well then we need to buy three strikers in a month and that's that's a big worry because as we've just established in the last in the last section that you know we can't buy strikers um, We're rubbish at buying strikers <laughs> um, literally it's, it's it's proven we can't buy strikers to buy three in a month going to a season where we, we we should be looking to be Challenging Leicester and Wolves for the top six, um or at least the top eight minimum. Like that's a big worry for me. So today's statement, he's been given a number nine shirt. He's come out and said, "Just see me as a new signing." You know, this is this is my. I, I wear this number for Mexico. um See me as a new signing, and it comes out that Pellegrini said that you know he's been given an important role in the team. That for me, I can only see. I can only see. Will I can only see positives in this because it means that we only have to buy two strikers in a month, and that's that. That takes the pressure off the club, messing up three times. We mess up two times, the two strikers. you've got an Andis in the squad to to score. Uh, you know the odd goal inside the box. Uh, this, he is a proven goal scorer. I'm not saying he's the best goal scorer in the world. I'm not saying he's the most mobile. I'm not saying he wins many headers, but. He's a striker.
3: <laughs> and we don't
2: have any of those. Hugh I was like, we're going to go into the season with Hugh He's not even gone to China. So he's gone... We've got one striker. We can't just go, oh, okay, well, it's fine. We'll just buy four in a month. We need to just keep what we've got now, really. And even if we did try and sell him, we'd probably sell him for a million (laughs) because we're rubbish at selling players as well. No,
3: but, right, Pellegrini, I'm just imagining this conversation now. Right, Pellegrini, you're saying now, he's, he's told him he's got a big role at the club. That's like me and you getting up, walking out the studio, and then the producer poking his head through the door and going... Johnny, you're the best broadcaster in this room. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> it's, 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 it's easy to say, isn't it? Like Imagine just going into Hernandez and going, oh, you're, honestly, you're so important to me. I was sitting there going, well, yeah, because if I'm gone, you're playing Declan Rice and, like you say, Jordan Hugo up front.
2: Declan Rice up front. We should try that.
3: I think it's a lot of it's a lot of empty words, I think. And I've had a, f- a few things on Twitter today. People saying, oh, you don't just become a bad striker overnight. I'm like, no, he's he's done it over a long period of time.
0: <laughs> but do you think he is a bad striker? I do think he's There, that bad. there were moments d- last year where he was great for you.
3: Right, we we play a style West Ham, we have done for a while now, where our our centre-forward needs to be an all-rounder. Whether it's, whether like, we need an Arnautovic who can go in the channels, who can hold the ball up on his own, who can win headers. We need a Sacco who's a similar sort of player, he could do a bit of everything. And we've seen when, whether it's, I'm not just going at Hernandez, but whether it's Hernandez or Carroll the either ends of the, the centre forward spectrum. Those are both players who I believe play better football alongside someone else. And that's kind of the way football's going anyway. We're going to play one striker this season, aren't we? That's a fact. We're going to play one striker. Only I only think we've so. only got one, but
2: yeah, Exactly. <laughs> We're going to play moment. one up
3: front. And for for that to work and that style, as it did really well with Arnautovic and then Sako looking back a little bit longer, for that style to work, you need an all-rounder and For you know whether you think he's a good finisher or not, Hernandez is not an all-round striker. He just doesn't work in that system and that side, and it's really making me upset.
2: (laughs) Don't don't get upset. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, I think I do get what you're saying, Um, and I'm I'm convinced that we're going to sign a marquee striker between now and, and the beginning of the season. And he
3: is the second highest earner at the club. That's so important to remember as yeah,
2: well. Yeah, I th- I th- yeah, you're right. Um, and Well, I mean, he might not be once this, this new guy comes in, uh, if if he does come in. I don't know. I just think that you know, if you're going to have a backup striker in your ranks, like he showed last year, he scored, not, I think, eight or nine goals last year and he was our second choice striker, which is pretty good going for a second choice striker that didn't really want to be there. Can um, I just and I? he scored some very very important goals. That like two against Huddersfield, we won four three. Without him, without those goals, and you say don't win headers. The winner was a header. I know he didn't mean it, but <laughs> the one it he was punch, a header. The one he punched in against Fulham yeah, the one good. he punched in against Fulham. I mean, he can use all parts of his body <laughs> to score goals. I just think like it's a good thing that we're keeping him. I think that's the main thing. I think you know we need strikers. We've got a striker that scored over fifty Premier League goals. He produced last year. Uh, when we needed him most. Okay, he's not the most consistent. Okay, he doesn't particularly fit our style of play. But off the bench, you know, he's a good player. To, he's a good option to have off the bench, no? Can No, off the bench, perhaps, maybe. Can I just ask you
3: one thing? Because I think it's quite clear how we both feel about Hernandez now. But you touching it there, and I think that's quite key as well. You said, you know, he's made it clear that he doesn't really want to be there. Or he wouldn't mind stating... Is that really what we want in the club? Do we want players who don't mind think, being there? And I especially think, what Pellegrini's doing—he's trying to get away from that sort of thing, isn't he?
2: The difference here, and uh, me and me and Frankie spoke about this in depth last last week after uh, Snodgrass had his contract announced, in that I think that there's wanting to leave, and then there's wanting to leave, and and by that I mean that you know you can want to leave, but then be professional enough to go, okay, I'm not going to leave, but I'm going to give my all for the shirt. Martin Allen said it on the, on the phone earlier that if Zaha doesn't get his move to Arsenal this January, he's not going to down tools at Palace. He's going to try 110% for Palace until January at least, if not for the rest of the season until next summer. Hernandez is a player that will still give 110% for, for, for the shirt. Uh, Snodgrass is is the ultimate professional, which we spoke about last week, um, a player that most most footballers should be looking up to and going, I want to be like him as a professional, because he looked like he was out the door. He probably couldn't wait to leave after all that stuff come out with Sullivan and, and what um, his son had said about him, begging him not to sign him, um, and he tweeted about it. But he st- he came back and he stayed and he's got himself back in the team. He's now fan favourite, got his contract extension. So Plaz might want to leave, but it doesn't mean to say that they're not going to perform and not play for the shirt. I think Hernandez is a professional that well, despite really wanting to leave the football club, like he, you know, he looked like it. You know, he looked like he wanted to leave last year. He still gave 110 for the shirt, and that's what we want. Unlike he who must not be named.
3: <laughs> this is definitely an agree to disagree. I must admit with Fernandez. I just I,
0: yeah. You'd be happy with him in the squad, though. You're
2: you're relegating him to not
0: 140 grand a
3: Let's week. Let's have it right. No. Who's
2: your coming off the bench. We it's one all against Watford at home. Right, and and we, we need to win to go sixth right? I'm, I'm, really fat, I'm really building this, <laughs> oh, this up this is going to be such already. a politician set up isn't what, it Watford are battling relegation and you know we're going, I can't believe it can't believe it we're only drawing one all not Watford can't sorry Watford fans if you are listening why would you be listening to this if you're a Watford fan but it <laughs> doesn't matter Um, and then you've got a choice you've got Hernandez coming off the bench last 15 minutes, or you've got Jordan Hugel come off the bench the last 15 minutes, who would you rather? No, but that We're, doesn't have to no, be the choice, does it? it? <laughs> Currently, it is the choice, because they're the only two strikers at the football club.
3: Well, that No, because if, if that's a choice, then if it's Hernandez coming off the bench, that means Hugel started, so <laughs> I very don't like that. No, I, I, yeah, I think the Hernandez thing has, has been done. I just think you him giving 110%, He's he's the second highest earner at the club, he's not even in the top seven contributors I don't think I think there's easy seven or eight players that are better than Hernandez and contribute more to the team at the club yet he's still the second earner I I think regardless alright the whole striker situation makes it a little bit more difficult now i.e. that we've got none but before that I wanted I honestly wanted him to be the first one out the door at the end of last season but
0: hey hey staying staying well for now he's your only striker to such an extent that with the squad's announcement for the trip to China, the club put Yarmolenko, Antonio and Anderson in the forward section just to make it look like you actually have some coming up. It's not just Arnautovic who's off to China. This... It's the West Ham fan show on Love Sport Radio. And earlier in the show, Will Pew said, listen, I won't hear a bad word against Medibo Maiga. It turns out that he will not only hear but say some really, really bad words about Chikorito Hernandez, which luckily he waited until the microphones were down before revealing to us. But safe to say he's not particularly welcome at West Ham as far as Will Pew is concerned. And West Ham are off to China. It's a
2: pre-season Tour. are you looking forward to this are you going to be following them out there well, I'm quite glad that we can watch it on Sky which is nice we can watch it on TV and, and watch a friendly which I don't really care about pre-season if I'm honest because it means nothing I hate it when play, we we we'll lose a pre-season game and then the fans will go oh we're going to get relegated oh, it would be, like, be like the first pre-season we've got one, on, we've got one tomorrow haven't we against Altac yeah uh, that's it um, which we'll probably lose um, one nil. Someone will get someone to get a season-ending injury as well. Yeah, I we, 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 we won't score. We haven't got any strikers. Um, <laughs> and but apart from that, but, but, it's but, great. But fans will go, oh no, oh we're going to go down. This is a disgrace. Can't believe it. And it's like they've only been back five minutes and you're moaning like, we're play, like how can you lose to a fourth division German team? It's like, well, lost to Astra Giurgiu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they were the Romanian champions. And you throw your toys out the pram then. So. I, I, I don't read much into pre-season it's quite nice that we're going to this Asia trophy and you know it's going to be on TV and fans can watch it um, I did see fans there was an article on a, on a West Ham blog moaning about the cost of going to China to watch it and it was like don't go then <laughs> like literally don't go like, oh it's going to cost £2,000 to go watch West Ham pre-season don't spend the money then mate like it's not it shouldn't be an issue it's pre-season it's not for fans it's for the players to get fit and ready for the new season in bed Embed the the new the new signings into it. It's great to be able to watch uh, watch us play. Uh, Newcastle uh, was and it Man City we got Newcastle, Man City, and so, is it someone else? can tell you the first one. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just a pointless money making competition. But it's good that we're involved because normally we don't get invited onto these little things, do we? No, definitely. So fine, brilliant, great. We'll get battered by our city about 9-0, because they love scoring loads of goals against us. Or we'll then, get a result against them yeah, in a friendly. Be, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll lose on the first day of the season, because that's what West Ham do, isn't it?
3: I do think, though, on a, on a serious point about this, the the China trip, I, exactly what you said there about us not normally getting invited on these sort of things, I think it's quite like, low-key encouraging. Again, just a bit of a signal about the direction the club's going. Because in seasons past, you'd sort of turn your nose up when Man United and Liverpool and Manchester City and Chelsea and Tottenham are playing in America or in China. You think, oh, what are they flying all the way around the world for? But it's kind of like, it's what big clubs do, isn't it? And the fact that we are doing something like that rather than the classic Austria or Switzerland which well, tends to be out. I think we've got a couple of villas the out there yeah, yeah. No, the no that's what I'm saying sorry it's rather than that being the sole yeah, trip and yeah. then you come and have a game against Southend Gillingham and someone else that's round the corner who fancies a kickabout on, yes, on a Tuesday yeah. night I, I, I actually think it's quite a quite a, sort of a, just another low-key sign about the direction the club's going and, and the sort of thing that Pellegrini and those in and the powers that be, if you will, they're pushing us in the right direction.
2: Yeah, mate, I was thinking about it. I mean... It- there's a couple of reasons probably why we're going to China. I mean, one of them is probably Pellegrini's still got a lot of belongings back there from when he was manager. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, um, to drop him off. Just talk Arnie back around. Please take me back. He's got he's got to pop back and just pick up a few a few boxes that he left at his <laughs> old his old gaff. And then it's just to drop on out of it off because they might as well stick him on the plane.
3: That's three birds, one stone, isn't it? Yeah, this trip. I mean yeah.
2: I, and get a bit of fitness in, you know. <laughs> a few drills in the training pitch. Get battered by City. Um so uh, it, it's it's good and I think I love. I love that they've got the whole. Uh, the now we can actually use the stadium before, uh, a week before the the season starts. We've got the the the, the curtain raiser, home friendly before the yeah. season starts with Atletico Bilbao. The Betway Cup, um, isn't the it? The Betway yeah. Cup because the last couple of years not been able to use the stadium because it's been used for for other stuff. So it's good that we've been able to do that this year because I, I, I used to love those. Um, they always go to penalties and we always win <laughs> weirdly. Um and it'd be good because and I can guarantee the last time we did that was Juventus on the, the Big Curtain raiser wasn't it? And then we ended up signing the, the match winner, Simone Zaza. So um have a look at who people B- Bill Bauer strikers are. Yeah. They've got Naki Williams, haven't they? So maybe we could sign him. Hopefully he scores the winner. Not really central enough for you. That's all right. We'll fit him in. We play, <laughs> yeah. t- we play Antonio anywhere, so <laughs> just just buy Naki Williams. Like hopefully he scores against us.
3: We are the Betway Cup holders as well, aren't we? <sighs>
2: Yeah. Well, giant a title. No, Huge. Giants are a bit like, I mean, it's not a fix, is it?
3: <laughs> no, but no, but only West Ham as well could uh, create a tournament like that and then not win it for like four years running. As well. Yeah, no, true. Uh,
0: Arsenal do it. Arsenal do it on a consistent basis with the Emirates Cup, which is e- <laughs> equally, won it. equally yeah. prestigious. It's because they keep inviting bigger clubs than Arsenal. Yeah, so which we we just <laughs> never beat them. Pretty much anyone at the moment. The West Ham squad, apart from the strikers, which obviously have dominated the show, looks amazing. You've got Yarmolenko coming back, who will be, as the old cliche goes, like a new signing. If you can bring in one or two centre-forwards, how good are you looking?
3: Outstanding, honestly. I, and that w- that is the one thing that was sort of... The, this sh- if this show had fallen and we'd signed a striker, I'd, it'd been completely different. And that's what I, th- I was saying to James off air, and I've been, for some inexplicable reason. I'm just extremely frustrated this week, mainly because I'm listening to a man whose opinion I respect and I consider a friend of mine telling me that Javier Hernandez is really good at football. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, I think we're in a fantastic position and I think that is what's frustrating me the most at the moment. It's because we're so close. We're so close to like I wasn't exaggerating earlier on I think this it's could be if we tie in a couple of decent strikers the best squad we've had in is decades rather than a couple of seasons and definitely. I think that's what's frustrating it's, it feels a little bit like the transfer version of the last season at Upton Park when we were three or four games left in the season and there was a chance we could still get Champions League and then we went and lost a 4 nil at home to Swansea, beat Man United and then lost to Stoke on the last game of the season. This feels like the transfer window version of that and I'm just desperate for us not to pull the defeat to Swansea i.e. not buying a single striker so we're so close
0: well we are so close and if that striker can come in things are going to be looking very very good ahead of next season join us next week on the West Ham Fan Show when hopefully Will Pugh will have calmed down a bit and there'll be a striker other than Chikorito in Stratford join us then of sport
1: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Radio on Twitter.
0: Sport Social
1: Podcast Network.